every single marketer and every single brand should be attempting to earn a disproportionate share of conversation. If you work for an organization where they say, bring us a chart that goes up and to the right, you have a challenge. Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. I am here to inspire you, to excite you, to motivate you, to transform you, to energize you. Hello and welcome to Pipeline Visionaries. This episode features an interview with Stephanie McCarty, CMO at Taylor Morrison, the fifth largest home builder in the U.S., made up of the nation's leading home builders and developers. In this episode, Stephanie shares with us why your website should be a selling tool, not a seduction tool, how the role of sales is changing, and the unique ways Taylor Morrison has created partnerships to boost brand awareness and demand. Stephanie also talks about how companies should be approaching the next generation of buyers by mixing up traditional marketing models. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Qualified. If you're a revenue team that runs your business on Salesforce, Qualified will accelerate your lead generation, pipeline, and ultimately revenue. Learn more at Qualified.com. So please enjoy this interview between Stephanie McCarty, CMO at Taylor Morrison, and your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to Pipeline Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. And today we are joined by a very special guest. Stephanie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing great. Excited to have you on the show. It's going to be a little bit different from our normal show, which is always really fun. We're going to talk Taylor Morrison all the amazing stuff that y'all are doing, marketing. And as always, our show is brought to you by Qualified. Qualified is the number one sales and marketing platform for companies' revenue teams that use Salesforce. Head over to qualified.com to learn more how you can start having smarter, faster conversations with your buyers right there on your website. Stephanie, tell us what was your first job in marketing? This is it. I don't have a traditional marketing background. I came up through the communications and executive communications realm with a journalism background. So my marketing foray really began on internal branding and getting your employee and your team members to fall in love with the brand from the inside out. And that has opened the door, Taylor Morrison, for the last five and a half years to spearhead our marketing and brand strategy. So not your traditional route, but I think comes with its advantages. Flash forward to today, now that you are the CMO, what does it mean to be CMO of Taylor Morrison? It's pretty exciting. I think Taylor Morrison's never had a CMO. So there became a moment in time when we realized how we market and brand new home construction and the communities and homes that we're building really mattered. I think in our industry, there's this field of dreams mentality where Operators felt if you buy the right land and you put the right product on that piece of land, consumers will just flock to your door. And I think they did until they didn't. And we all walk around the world with a device in our hand and are hungry for information. And I tell the story of when I first became a CMO at Taylor Morrison, our website was a pure seduction tool where we just put a couple pretty pictures of our homes and said, you must go into our sales center to learn more. We wouldn't give pricing information. We wouldn't talk about who's living there, why you should want to live there. It wasn't a selling tool at all. And now fast forward five and a half years, we're, we basically have a buy now button where you can do most of your research 
assembling of a home, building your home online, understanding full cost of what your options are, and essentially being able to reserve that. And the only time you go into a sales center is to really validate what we've told you online and to write a contract. So it's, in my view, like almost a complete 180 of how homes in the past were sold. And we're going to get into all of that in our next segment, The Trust Tree. With the knowledge you've been given, you are now on the inside of what I like to call the circle of trust. What, I thought we were in the trust tree with, in the nest, are we not? A place where you can go and feel honest and trusted and you can share those deepest, darkest marketing secrets. <laughs> Zoom out. What does Taylor Morrison do? Taylor Morrison is the fifth largest home builder and community developer in the United States. We build homes of every shape and size, really for all different consumer sets from your first time affordable buyer, first move up, second move up, all the way up to luxury and really anything in between. We build coast to coast. We're in 11 states and 22 of the top markets in the country. And I've been with the organization about eight and a half years and have seen the organization grow tremendously. We've when I first started with the organization, we were a $2 billion business. And right now we're just shy of $10 billion. So, And, and not only do you have you know, the, the primary brand, Taylor Morrison, but you also have a family of brands in addition to that. So you know, speak, speak to that as well. We do. Taylor Morrison's really the parent company. And we have a consumer brand. Most of our homes are sold under the Taylor Morrison umbrella. Our resort lifestyle brand is Esplanade. And we have, you know, several dozen of those communities in Florida and a few that have just opened in California. And we have a, a for rent brand as well. We know today in the affordability crisis that we're facing, there are people who are choosing to rent. And so we are playing that space as well under Yardley, which is our for rent brand. And then we offer other services under kind of from a financing, a, a title, an insurance perspective to aid in a consumer's purchase of a home. So we have Taylor Morrison Home Funding, Inspired Title, and Taylor Morrison Insurance. And so who are your customers? What are the types of people that, that head to taylormorrison.com and figure out how the heck they're going to buy a, a, a beautiful new home? Anyone can be a Taylor Morrison customer, which is why I love what we do. Anyone dreaming up their next home or their first home or their last home or the home for their kids. So I think we fit everyone's kind of life stage depending on what that is. And we've had several re repeat buyers too. They love the product, they love the service, they love the experience. And because we build in so many different states, if they have to relocate for work, you know, they will seek out a Taylor Morrison home in their next kind of location. So if you're in the market for a home, taylormorrison.com is where you should go. Indeed. It's really interesting to hear you say some of the, the, the like macroeconomic trends and how that has shaped it. But also, you know, from, from the time that you took over to CMO to now, just like how much is done online. And it seems like, you know, a key part of, of your strategy is it's digital, is, you know, the website is building an experience where you can help people make the best decision for them. How do you sort of think about that online experiences first, which is not... Definitely not something that a decade ago someone would say of like buying some, a house online would be an online experience. It's an evolution. It has been. It always will be. I mean, it's a. we've been in business selling homes since the beginning of time, right? And not a lot of innovation has entered that sphere outside of maybe putting a hard hat on at a job site and introducing electric tools versus just swinging a hammer. But when it comes to the selling 
process. I took over, well, I started this role as the first ever CMO in 2018. So not long before COVID, we had started to plant seeds and started to create the buy-in process around, remember a time when, before Zappos, before Amazon, when you had to actually go into a department store to buy shoes or before Uber and airlines, or you didn't have your boarding pass on your phone, you had a physical one. So it was just taking our executive team through, kind of reminding them that things that they're used to today haven't always been. And that's the space that home building needs to enter. We need to enter that chat room and talk about, here's what has always worked. Here's that model. But there's a lot of that model that doesn't fit the next generation of home buyers. A perfect example of that is we use the terminology trap fence. When you go to a sales center, we essentially, there's this little U-shaped journey you need to get in, which is a trap. Like you have to go through this sales room in order to get into the model home to see the product you're hoping to purchase. I don't know about you, but I certainly don't like to be sold to, and I wouldn't want to be trapped into a sales experience. Right. People want to be able to get information at their fingertips. They do it for everything else, and home buying doesn't need to be any different than that. I think with platforms like Zillow on the for on the resale side, people are very used to. I bought a new home in 2020. I found my own home on Zillow, sent the link to my realtor. I'm still not really sure what he did for the commission he got, but you know, consumers are driving this process versus being a part of it. And so I think consumers want to have a sense of control. They like the convenience. And COVID really allowed us to kind of accelerate some of those plans. The first digital product, Ian, that we introduced on the website was a scheduler, like a schedule an appointment. And think about some of the services you do today. You can probably go online and schedule an appointment for just about anything. In home building, we played this game of phone tag with a middleman to get an appointment to talk to a salesperson. And we found that by putting the button, schedule an appointment online, consumers, well, my gosh, they'll do it. They'll do it on their own. They'll come at a time that's convenient for them. And we can track that. Now we have a new way of understanding how these consumers want to engage. And it's it was such a simple task. From there, we allowed consumers to schedule a self-guided tour where they could go into a completed home and tour it on their own without a salesperson. And how do those convert? How did they feel about the home without having someone there to explain every nook and cranny? And I think the big echelon of, of the innovation that we've introduced at Taylor Morrison is very similar to the automotive industry where you can go on and you can kind of build and price the car of your dreams or your next car. And you could pick your base model and your kind of options that you want to add on to it. We've, we've created the software to be able to do that with a home. You can pick your floor plan. You can pick the lot in the community where you want to live. If location in the community is, you know, your number one, you can start there. Pick the floor plan that fits your needs, fits your family size. And then all the add-ons that are important to you as a home, everything's itemized. So you know exactly what that home is going to cost and you can build it based on your budget. And you can reserve it online and then you'll get a call from a salesperson right now. So that consumer is really driving the process, educating themselves along the way and understanding what is kind of an overwhelming, daunting task if you think about just a new build from the ground up. So it's really arming the consumer to be able to take a leading role in this process, which is, I don't know, it's not only the future, it's also just how people are showing up and wanting craving the interaction to be today. So we're really proud of that. That said, I'd say we're probably 
pretty behind most industries. So we're still playing catch up. And a lot of it's a mental game. We have operators who will die on the hill of our product needs to be seen, felt, touched, smelled before someone will buy it. And we were able to kind of prove that wrong during COVID and even after COVID, that some people might not need to interact with a physical product as much as maybe they had in the past. And certainly we've seen a lot with the younger generation. They want to lead the process. They want to be involved. They don't want to be sold to. They want to build a relationship, but they really want as much information as they can about the product and the community and the lifestyle at their fingertips. Yeah. And it's it's almost so obvious in retrospect. And it's so funny to even like, even be having the conversations of like, whether we should do either or when the answer like is always both and right. It's, yes. it's, it's like honestly wild to even have that when I think the thing that when people are very draconian in the way that they think about the, how the buying process should be. And it's like, well, you know, if, if one of my sales reps can ask these, you know, if they get nine yeses, then it equals the sale. So we need to make sure the nine y- yeses and it's like, yeah, but if the digital tool if they've selected those, you know, those nine things in the digital tool, then like that is also them saying yes nine times to something. And and I think that just 100%. like, right. Like some people do need to talk to someone, but I think that where you arm those people with the decisions of like of what it means when you choose one thing worth versus another, like our, our, I, I just bought a home like a year and a half ago and our agent is like amazing. And the stuff that she was telling us is like, hey, you're going to really want a, a little kitchen nook here because you have a one and a half year old and you're not going to want to walk all the way over to the dining room to, to feed him when you're cooking dinner and, and like you're not going to want to do that. And we're like, oh, that's like sure. an incredibly valuable life thing. Perspective, it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. It's like those are the things that actually you want from a salesperson is like, tell me how my life is going to be five years from now in this home, not like yeah. what the drywall is going to be like. Exactly. Yes. And so I think that provides an opportunity for our salespeople to be providing that kind of perspective versus, yeah, here are the options that you could put in your home. It's a different conversation. That's, I think, the relationship building that our sales teams do have with our consumers. But all the other stuff, to your point, we can get them to say yes 10 times over and feel so confident in that home and it meeting all their immediate needs. The difference between a resale home, an existing home, and new a new build construction is it takes time. If you're going to personalize your home, you've got, you know, anywhere between seven to 12 months before that home is a tangible product that you can walk inside. So we've also seen with the use of technology, whether it's a visualization tool, some sort of virtual reality, you can build less models and create an experience online where people can be walking through these potential homes and there's a cost benefit for the organization to not have to eat those costs of having to build these models that then sit for a very long time before they're able to be sold. So I do think there's a benefit to the consumer because we've found that most of the reservations that are coming in on these homes aren't happening between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. when our sales offices are opening. They're happening most of the time between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m., right? When, yep. when spouses can finally spend time together and talk about their plans for the future and and build their life. You know, when they want to build their life, the sales offices aren't open. And so, you know it, just as much as I do, our website is selling 24-7. And so to be able to have that technology and those products available on our website, it we have seen almost a 50% conversion rate for those that reserve a home. They are hot lead, they're highly qualified, and they're committed 
So I think when we first introduced these products, our sales agents saw it as, oh, you're trying to replace me. You're trying to replace the human. And we're saying there's a, a need for our sales teams. Their role is just adapting, right? And it is, it's evolving and the relationship is changing because we're doing some of the hard work online and we, I still believe it's such a volume play. You can talk to more people if we do more of the converting online, which we've seen happen over the last few years. What's out of our control is some of the macro environments that from an affordability perspective, from a mortgage rate perspective, right? There's not a whole lot we can do to control that. But one of the benefits of new home construction is we have an in-house lender. I mean, if you see an 8% rate right now, that is not what our average buyer is getting. Our average buyer is getting in the high fours to low fives because we have the ability to buy down rates and cover closing costs. So from a marketing perspective, a lot of it's getting that narrative out there because it's a lot different than I think what people, they'll see a headline, they'll see what's happening in the resale existing home space. And there's not as much of an education on, you know, the role new home construction plays in the, in that world. Yeah. Completely different. Right. And like you said, the buying, the buying horizons and everything and how you plan for new construction and every, and the type of type of buyer it is and the neighborhoods and every, it's like a completely different beast and it should be treated. It's completely different. Right. A hundred percent. Right now, I think there's a little bit of a benefit that we're seeing is there's just not a lot of supply in the resale environment. So the only player that's really adding incremental supply into the market is the new home construction world. So I think we are seeing a greater demand just because of limited supply in our competitor of the resale world, which is, I mean, it's great. We're trying to capitalize that on as, mu as much as we can, given some of the other macro environment indicators. But I think, I mean, it, it's a really great year and people are moving into beautiful homes and they're feeling really good about it. A lot of the messaging right now, we're doing a lot of education around finance because people are worried. You have a set of buyers who are buying a payment, right? They're buying a mortgage payment and they that's within their budget. And to be able to talk to them and understand that, hey, you're, you're marrying the home, you're dating the rate, right? The rate, you can yeah. refinance at a later time, but you want to make sure you're getting the home that you want. If, if you look back two years ago in the like buying frenzy where everyone was buying a home right after COVID hit, a lot of people were being, they were buying a home that they didn't really want. And now yeah. you see them a couple of years in that they just got forced into a home because they didn't know if they'd be able to get another home. And that's never a good position for the consumer to be in. It's actually really, if you can afford to buy right now is a really good time to buy. The minute that we start seeing rates reduce, which will be great from an affordability perspective, it's going to be harder to buy in a different way, right? People are going to be coming out from every place and you're going to have higher competition. So right now you have more choice and you can actually find a home that you're, that meets all your needs and you're not just kind of accepting because there's not many out there. But I think what's really fascinating too about the evolution of home building and certainly within my eight and a half years at Taylor Morrison is there's also this edict or this mindset that consumers aren't buying the brand. They're not buying the home builder, right? They're buying the product and they're buying the community. But if you're building in a master plan community that also has seven other builders, Floor plans are roughly similar. Price point might be similar. How do you get them to choose a Taylor Morrison over a Pulte or a Richmond America and, or, or, or a different builder in that area? And so we've been really focused on how does our brand stand out from, you know, being good stewards of the, the world and our sustainability initiatives and also just brand building the certain kinds of partnerships or influencers that we're 
joining forces with to help educate this next generation of homeowners because Gen Z, I mean, they're nearing their home buying years, if not, you know, currently there. And they're, where are they? They're on TikTok for, TikTok's the new Google, right? That's how they're searching for things. And so being on some of those platforms, creating a, a personality behind a home builder and a brand that's relatable, we're planting the seed of who you should buy your home from before you're ready to buy, because that journey is so long and everyone's going to get to it at their own on their own time horizon. So I don't think you'll see a lot of national home builders have that philosophy of reaching the next generation of home buyers in that way. We operate like a, a retail in, in a retail environment where we're going after every sale and we're trying to make relationships with every generation in a way that's meaningful. And that just means being where they are and creating a brand that's memorable. So we just teamed up with the Home Edit, which is the leading organization company and consumer brand and the founders, Clea and Joanna, and have inserted ourselves into their network of 7 million followers. Because if they're interested in home organization, they likely either really love their home or in need of a home or or they're, it, it's a very similar market. And again, it's just thinking about how you build your brand and what conversations you're being a part of, which is really exciting because I feel like we're still just barely scratching the surface. Yeah, such a such a cool partnership. And I definitely want to dig into that here in a second. One thing I had a question on, would someone ever offer some type of incentive to have their house be shown as if it's a model who like currently lives there? to see how people like are actually setting things up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, you mentioned like having models is like one of the hard parts is like it's expensive to build and obviously that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas like people who are already living in the home who are already like happily living there, it's like, you know, if you just got to clean your house up for, for, you know, a week, once a once a year or something like that and get it all, get it all ready to go. I know you wouldn't be staged perfectly at et cetera, but it's just throwing it out there. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because my my brain went to two places. The first being, we we have a lot of floor plans. We don't build a model for everyone. We might have right. a model for a few of them, but people want to know how the other ones live. So there right. is probably something to that on kind of leveraging our existing community members and showing how they live in their home. But another, my brain then went to from a marketing perspective and there was actually a New York Times article, or maybe it was a Wall Street Journal earlier this year, where it talked about like embracing the mess, where mm -hmm. we, tr you can put picture, per we have beautiful homes, and they're staged and, you know, merchandised to a T. We actually get a lot of looky-loos where they're just coming into the model because they want to get design inspiration, which is great. Mm -hmm. But no one lives like that. You know, I it's like something I have to tell myself over and over again, because I have three littles. It's hard to have a magazine picture perfect home all the time, right? So it's very okay to present a home that looks lived in. But when you look at new homes and how they're marketed, they don't really look lived in. So we yeah. have various times made our homes look more lived in where there's something on the counter and there's a blanket strewn about. So people can actually picture themselves and their belongings and how they would actually look. The toy closet won't look picture perfect. There'll probably be, you know, blocks or Legos if you're in my house all over the floor, which I think there's something very endearing about that versus like stressing people out on like, oh, this home is gorgeous, but I'll never be able to make it look this way. Um, we actually have a partnership too. The third place I went with a company called Mine, which essentially if you walk through one of our models, that is very aesthetically pleasing. 
you can scan the codes on all these pieces of furniture and purchase them and have them at your home when your home is delivered. So oh, that I again, it's that. taking one piece off your, cause I never know how to assemble everything. No. I'm like, I love that bed. I love that lamp. I don't know where you got that lamp. And so we're taking one thing off of the plate of our consumers. And it's been such a fascinating and fantastic partnership. So I think that's also just from a making it easy, simplifying the lives of our consumers. Cause no one likes to move. No one likes to pack up their old place and move into their new place. No one knows where to put things or how to furnish things. So we try to aid our consumers in that process too. So we appreciate the full journey, not just the transaction of getting your keys and getting into the home. Let's get into our next segment, the playbook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game where you open up the playbook and talk about the tactics that help you win. What are your three channels or tactics that are your uncuttable budget items? Oh man, just three. Well, I'd probably double down on kind of digital innovation and making sure that we're spending enough from a product perspective, whether it's ideating. I mean, that it's not a set it and forget it. Your website, I mean, we're constantly improving and enhancing. We're doing a lot of consumer testing, user testing, comparing our experience to some of our competitors, comparing our experience to other retail experiences to make sure that we're operating in the same kind of fashion and we're thinking through that consumer experience. So I'd say anything surrounding our website. The second would be brand. We really do believe that those who are going to win in the future is, is those investing in brand, knowing that that will lead to the performance metrics that we're all kind of on the hook for. And so we've been investing a lot in brand and brand building. And so that that will continue. I also feel like email is a huge, huge channel for us in terms of we have so many products, we have so many communities out there. And we've invested and upgraded our marketing stack to include better technology that'll allow for more automation and personalization. So those are the three bucket items as I could think going into 2024 that I would beg my CFO not to cut from. I love it. How do you think about investing in, in buyer resources? I think it's, we need to do more of it. You know, we mm. invest in a lot of assets from an, just an educational perspective. Because some people are, if they're buying their first home, they don't really understand how to take care of it. So what are the resources, the thinking forward that we can do to help our consumers once they've moved in? And I think a, a huge buyer resource for us, we call it our customer portal, which is there's a lot of innovation that's baked into the customer acquisition part of the process. But once you've signed a contract, if you have done kind of a made to order home or built a to be built home, it's not a completed ready now home. There's this process, which is ultimately you talk about the customer experience. That's where we, it tends to go South for a little bit. It's, mm. you know, where you don't get the communication as quickly as you'd like it. Your, you know, windows might be delayed and that might delay your home three weeks. But if the communication doesn't occur, you're kind of sitting in the dark and the bad guy ends up being your builder and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And so we look at it from, you know, how do we keep our customer engaged in that downtime while we're constructing a home? Because they're going, they're, they're on cloud nine when they sign the contract. Yeah, of course. And then there's right. nowhere else to go sometimes but down into the lull of like, well, what's happening? And, and in COVID, when we saw the supply constraints and issues and material issues, it was really hard. I think salespeople don't really like to deliver bad news. 
Right. And again, you know, our sales team's not paid their commission until that consumer moves into their home. So there's a lot that can happen between point of purchase to the closing and delivery of that home. And so from a buyer resource, that's where I think our industry needs to be investing in from a technology perspective, from a training sales perspective. So people are more comfortable keeping our consumers informed along the way, since, like I said, it's such a long purchase process when you're considering a new home construction. So you mentioned brand, obviously, what are, what are some of the ways that you think about spending money on, on brand and just getting, getting the name out there, getting people engaged with Taylor Morrison? Yeah, I think a lot of it that we're focused on is just organic social, kind of building a personality and a rhythm and a framework for how we're presenting who we are and what we stand for. It's also, I think, investigating and finding partnerships that fit with the ladies at the home. Edit. Certainly in order to organize a home, you have to own a home, but most of their, they have a Netflix series you know, with two seasons and they're going into celebrity homes and existing homes and kind of transforming existing spaces. But we partnered with them and they're like, what about when it's a blank canvas? How do we help our consumers prepare for their move and think about smart spaces that can create this form and function and this like sanctuary when they move in? And it came from a personal experience. I had my home organized, well, two spaces. I had my pantry and my my master closet organized. And I told my husband, because I wanted to pull out a sleeping bag and sleep in my pantry. That's how much I loved <laughs> what they did. I was like, this space is beautiful. I feel at peace. I feel like a whole like elephant is no longer sitting on my shoulders. I know where everything is. Everything has a place. My kids can come in here and they know how to get to their snacks. And I was like, how do I bottle this up and give it to all of Taylor Morrison's consumers? Because there is, there's this, just this ecstasy that comes with organization that I totally doubted until I experienced it firsthand. And so we created this series, this video series that went through every home, every space in your home with Joanna and Clea and said, if you're buying a Taylor Morrison home, did you know it comes with this and this and this? Here's how we think about where you put your pots and pans and where you put your spices and how to do it that's both adds form and function is, is just a, an efficient space, but also a way that's aesthetically pleasing that you might want to show off to friends and family when you're hosting. And that video series was a hit. I mean, we use it across every channel. It was on our website. We use it in emails. It was all over social. We did collaboration posts with their audiences, which they have six plus million followers. And so from a brand perspective, it's a give to our consumer because really any consumer can benefit from that content. You don't have to be a Taylor Morrison homeowner or a home prospective buyer. And we just received so much feedback. And actually a lot of the feedback we heard was how do you integrate more of what the home edit provides into our homes? So now we're entertaining. How do we, what's a home edit custom design closet look like that we build and you can only get in a Taylor Morrison home or a pantry mm. and integrating some of their product into the packages that we sell. So again, it's that simple one-stop shop when you're moving into a brand new home, you can get the furniture that you want, you get your spaces organized and ready. So you take a lot of that burden off of the consumer. So that's another big space that's new, I think for us. And I think the industry at large, a lot of it is sustainability for us. We talk a lot about, we think we call our consumers are more conscious consumers and they care about things beyond just the product. As you know, the product is kind of table stakes. If you build a home, I think the expectation is that you build a quality home. Right. So it's everything above and beyond that we're, that we're trying to say, here's the value you get, here are the people that work at Taylor Morrison. 
I think diversity is something that we lean heavy into. We're the only public builder in the space that has a female CEO and a 50% female board. And so I think that allows our brand to just stand out in a way that's ownable to us that I think a lot of consumers care about today. Yeah. And, and for our listeners, if you go to taylormorrison.com slash the home edit, you can check out a bunch of those videos and they have the ultimate home organizing guide and you can just put your name and email and they'll send it to you for free, might I add. Mm-hmm. Wait, so was that your pantry in the video or is are you just saying you got your pantry reorganized? So I hired like a local small a home organization company here in Gilbert, Arizona. But after I had that experience, that's why I was like, how do I do this? How do I offer this? Yeah. So then I just started researching and I found the home edit and I watched all their series and I loved them as women. And so we tracked down their talent agent and I said, hey, I have this idea and will you give me any of your time? And so probably five to six months of courting this agent, we we got to a contract and I was like, here's what we want to do. And we put my CEO, her name is Cheryl, on the phone with Joanna and Clea. And there was this kind of natural chemistry that was born. Clea was also, she's a breast cancer survivor. And so she's been very open with her experience. And not too long before we had reached out to the home edit, we had announced that we're building a campus, kind of 16 homes on the campus of Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center here in Gilbert, Arizona. Amazing. And so when they heard about that, and we're doing that for patients who have to travel long distances to receive care and can't afford it, where it's a financial constraint and they, they shouldn't be in a hotel while they're receiving treatment. They need to be really close by to the, to the hospital. And so as part of our philanthropic endeavor and wanting to do that, when Clea and Joanna found out about it, they were like, yeah, we want to partner with Taylor Morrison. You guys are doing really great things. And so it was one of the ideas that I had a personal experience through. And I just, it's a little bit how I work when I get something that I can feel and taste. And I know there's some benefit and an added value to our consumer. It became my side hustle where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to bring this to market or make it happen. But we did. And it's been a wild ride. But even our team members, we, I mean, predominantly we have female sales associates. And I can take you back to New York, April 2023. We have our a biannual leadership team meeting. I'll tell you, most of our division presidents are men. And I'm talking about this notion because they all want brand recognition. They all want in their market people to know who Taylor Morrison is. Mm-hmm. So I said, I have this great plan. We're going to partner with the home edit. And I just get you know, blank stares. None of these gentlemen know who I'm talking about, who these women are, what this home organization, this leading home organization company is all about. And I just said, tonight, call your wives, call your daughters, call your sisters, ask them if they've heard of the home edit. I think 99% of them told me in secret when no one else was looking (laughs) that that their wife was a huge fan, their sister, their daughters, they just like raved when I, I, they were able to reiterate that we were going to partner with the home edit. And I said, exactly. This room of very smart, seasoned men who have been operating in home building for a long time, you're not my target consumer, but your wives are, your daughters are, your sisters are. We know that women are kind of the key decision maker when it comes to a home purchase. They're the ones that end up reserving our homes in the middle of the night and are you know, playing around on the website, building the home of their dreams and their dream home and what, where they want to live when they're, you know, done having all their children. 
And so we knew it would speak to them in a way that was very meaningful. And our just the buy-in and the excitement that we that was kind of homegrown from our team members. They were like, it is the coolest thing. We're so proud to work for a company like Taylor Morrison that's thinking about innovative ways to be talking to consumers that other builders aren't. A traditional home builder, they've got their red tag sales event and you know, and that's it. That's kind of the extent of marketing innovation. Yeah. And I don't get out of bed every day to do a financial incentive promo. You know, we do those kind of in our sleep. It's really kind of how do we get in front of this next generation and even the boomers? And I can't, I can't generalize that our older generations aren't doing the same thing online. They are. Yeah. They're playing with the same technology. They're just as invested. They might have a granddaughter or their kid helping them. Who knows? But they're into it. They're really into it. And so if we're one of the only builders providing that kind of website experience and that digital experience to be able to get all the information they want, I mean, that's a lead that I'm not willing to give up. So we're going to continue to invest invest in that area. I think it's really important. And I think it's so cool that to speak to the partnership angle is like, first of all, the content is stunningly beautiful. It's a beautiful partnership because you're creating content that is actually out there already existing on Instagram all day, every day that you're like, Hey, we can create our version of this. You're using yep. people who already have affinity and trust. To, yeah. And tr- yeah. And trust with their audiences. And it's like, you could create this exact series without them and it wouldn't go as far. But now that you have created this series with them, you can also create other stuff without them because you have you know, a little bit of a beachhead to say like, Hey, this is the type of stuff that we want to do, or you could do other things. Yeah. Yeah, It gives you that permission that others don't have. Right. I agree. Yeah. It's so, you know, obviously we think about content all day, every day at Caspian. And it's like one of those things I always recommend sort of like finding those subject matter expert, those people who you have that and like co-create with them. It's always worth it. It's like, just go find people that your audience loves and like partner with them to make something that doesn't exist yet. And I think that that's the sweet spot because as you know, kind of that third party validation, we're looked at as like this big bad builder, right? Where we're not going to give you information. It's you against us. Who, what, piece of information are we not giving you? And so a lot of our marketing, we go with this, how do we be the customers like advocate and their BFF in this process where they feel like we're really trying to aid them and this isn't like one against one. And so a lot of our marketing campaigns that we have planned for 2024 are centered around that. Like our Q1 marketing campaign is called Real Talk. We're really going to boil down kind of what does it feel like to live in a new home and what's the process look like? And making this daunting process not very daunting at all. And also just like, it's it's all about the content and how you're producing it and what it feels like when you're engaging with it. And so we're thinking about that constantly at Taylor Morrison too. Yeah, we talk about in the B2B world so much about edutainment, about this idea of like, yes. are you gonna educate, Love inspire it. and entertain, right? It's like, that's the sweet spot if you can do that. And like that series is the is the perfect example of that. Any other thoughts on strategy or how you're spending your bucks or maybe stuff that you're not gonna be spending your money on or anything like that? No, I mean, those are the big buckets and I don't see those fading away or going away anytime soon. The hard part for us when it comes to influencers, which is why we chose Joanna and Clea in the, in the home edit is not everyone's buying a home versus like we're not, you know, a 
pair of boots where you could just go find anyone out there who would look good on Instagram putting on a pair of boots and talking about how comfortable they are. It's a harder thing to do in our environment. So we're trying to be very strategic on how we do that. But we think this partnership is going to open up the doors for several others. And through the partnership with the Home Edit, we also started, well, we're participating in Extreme Makeover Home Edition because they're bringing that series back and everyone loves that series. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't Let's know that's Let's go. Coming. Move that bus. It's coming back. And Ty Pennington, <laughs> we're, we're sad to see him go, but Joanna and Clea of the Home Edit are the new hosts. And so we're the builder and... You know, so that ties into our philanthropic endeavor, too, where we're going to be building homes for these people who, you know, are, are going through a tough time. And we love doing that. I think kind of giving back is just so deep in the DNA of Taylor Morrison. Because we already had that established partnership, it's just opening all these other doors and that we didn't even know was possible. So win, win, win all the way around. You know, one of the things that I think is a great takeaway for for any marketer from sort of your story here is you know, A, you got sort of like the digital infrastructure all set up so that you could capture the value that you create. And then as you start creating these series, I really just feel like wins beget wins. Like as you start building content series like this, it's like you create something, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Maybe we can do this and maybe we can do that. And it's just so different from like buying ad spots or things like that, that it's just like, it's so one-off and it doesn't compound. Whereas series, like you go from one thing to the next, they see that you did this thing. Oh, by the way, we have this other series that we did two years ago. You know, like that's what I just love about creating stuff like that. I love it. It's such a good way to look at it. I'm going to use that. Content compounds. All right, (laughs) let's get to our quick hits. These are quick questions and quick answers, just like how quickly qualified.com helps people generate pipeline, tap in your greatest asset, your website, and identify your most valuable visitors. Go to qualified.com to learn more. Stephanie, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Number one, do you have a hidden talent or skill that's not on your resume? Well, before I tore my rotator cuff, I, I have been practicing yoga for a long time. So I can do a headstand for several minutes, which I, I should put on my resume, but yeah, I, was just gonna say. I don't currently have it on there. Do you have a favorite book or podcast or TV show that you recommend? I love to read. I read a lot of novels. Toni Morrison's my favorite author, so I would recommend any of hers. I actually just started listening to the Mel Robbins podcast, which I think just from a mindset perspective and shifting your mindset when you're approaching kind of any kind of hardship has been really helpful for me. So I love the Mel Robbins podcast. If you weren't in marketing or business at all, what do you think you'd be doing? I have a journalism degree. I find myself writing has always been a passion of mine. I don't think that I'd go into like writing a book. That seems like too much to sign up for, but I'd be doing some sort of writing. What is your best advice for a first time CMO? My best advice would be to follow your gut. A lot of times early on in my tenure at Taylor Morrison, I questioned myself and I felt like that only, I, I, and I would have gotten to the end result faster had I not. And I think that imposter syndrome when you're first in the role is, is real. I think that probably is true for men and women. But I did a lot of listening and seeking to understand. And I asked a lot of questions. I always was like, well, why is it that way? And why is it that way? And a lot of times there wasn't a good answer, which gave me, I felt like a free pass to change it or to find a different way of approaching it. And so I would do that. Ask a lot of questions, follow your gut. A lot of times if I don't follow my intuition, you know, I always wish I would have. So that that's there for a reason. 
Agreed. <laughs> well, Stephanie, it's been wonderful having you on the show. For listeners, you can go to taylormorrison.com to learn more. Any final thoughts? Anything to plug? You know, I think if you're in the market for a home, we build a beautiful home. We make the experience well. I think from a marketing perspective, we're just getting started. So as you said, content compounds and wins beget wins. And we have built the trust and credibility inside of our organization that is allowing us to bring more grand ideas to the table. We've really centralized marketing internally and have taken control of, you know, most of the dollars that are spent on advertising and branding. And so I think that is going to allow us to kind of just continue to take this brand to new heights and provide an experience that a lot of other builders really can't touch. So really excited about what's to come. Exciting. And we will follow along. Thanks again. And move that bus. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks again to our friends at qualified.com conversational sales and marketing platform that transforms the way B2B companies sell. Go to qualified.com to learn more.